What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Baseball Connection. So I'm going to start today by talking about the Red Sox. Yes, I have something to say about the Red Sox. You know, I, I've been I've been just ignoring any discussions Boston-related. You know, most of you guys know that this is my favorite team, but it's been a very forgettable year for us. But there is something I want to talk about um, that, that deserves some attention about Boston today. And that's that's the combination of Raphael Devers and Bobby Dalbeck. These guys are... It looks like, I mean, at least so far early, it's only, you know, a, a few weeks into Bobby Dobek's big league career, but it looks like he's going to be the Sox first baseman of the future. We already know Rafael Devers is is penciled in as their third baseman of the future. Now and the future, really. Uh, he, he broke out a while ago, but uh, Bobby Dobek has joined him and Dobek has come up to the big leagues. And I mean, his his main thing right now is hitting hitting the ball over the wall. That's what he does. He's the Red Sox number three prospect, and he went deep for the fifth straight game. And no Red Sox rookie had ever hit a home run in four straight contests, so he did that you know, the other day, and then he added one more for good measure. So he has six homers in ten games, five straight games with a homer. Uh, he, he's just basically, he's, he's like a strikeout or home run kind of guy, but he's just hitting a lot of home runs right now. But yesterday was the Bobby Dahlbeck and Raphael Devers show. Yesterday, Devers was three for four with a long bomb to right field and three RBIs. And Devers has just been on fire lately. He's He's been absolutely raking. And, um, you know, off to a bit of a slow start. But then again, a slow start is in this season is like two weeks, which is nothing in, in a normal season. But over his last 107 at-bats, Devers has hit 336 with a 383 on base, 645 slugging, with eight homers and 28 ribbies. He, uh, his, his timing's looking really good right now, and, and everything is is really good. But like I said, with Dobek, it's either a strikeout or a home run. He homered yesterday, but that was also in the middle of a three-strikeout night. I mean, his first 39 career plate appearances, he has 19 strikeouts, so a 50% punch-out rate. That's He's literally either homering or striking out. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's pretty... Stark uh, that that ratio of fifty percent is alarming, but um, you know if he's able to get that down, who knows? But if he is, he's going to be a formidable uh, first baseman for the Red Sox. But I wanted to share that so I could shine some light on the good things that that are happening in Boston, although they're few and far in between. I mean, offensively, everyone knew they'd be fine this year. The, the issue this year, just as was was you know clear as day, was the pitching wasn't there. No one even knows who these pitchers are anymore. Uh, they, they literally don't have anyone on the staff that that was there last year, for example. I mean, Nathan Uvalde's hurt right now. You know, Eduardo Rodriguez is out for the year with myocarditis. That's a COVID-19 related injury, uh, you know, or health condition, I should say. It's pretty serious. It has to do with his heart. And then obviously Chris Sale out for the year. It's just a mess. You know, David Price traded things like that. But, you know, Rafael Devers, Devers and Dahlbeck are form are forming a dynamic duo. Oh, that's that's a bit of a tongue twister. Um, how about Devers and Dahlbeck develop dynamic duo? I might make that part of my title or, or something like that. Let's move on. Let's head down to Washington. Well, not down, out to Washington. Well, I guess if you're, where were the Red Sox playing? Red Sox were playing in Tampa, so up to Washington, where the Braves 
played the Nationals. They got a 7-6 win over the Nats on Thursday night, and Freddie Freeman did most of the heavy lifting. Um, two homers yesterday. He took over the Major League lead in RBIs, and he helped the Braves maintain their lead in the NL East, which is actually shaping up to be one of the tight, tightest races in all of baseball. Freddie Freeman has, has been on fire. Um, you know, Two homers from him, a homer from Acuna Jr., and a homer from Dansby Swanson. Uh, you know, those were those were the, the bombs that the Braves hit yesterday. But half of Freddie Freeman's 10 homers have, ke- have come against the Nationals. He has five homers in the past seven games and 20 RBIs. You know, just quietly putting up a monster year. But this is what he does every year. This is what he does every year. Um, he's one of those, he's a veteran now. And he's one of those guys that where you can write his numbers down at the beginning of the year, and you know that's what it's going to be when the year is over. You know that you can pencil him in for, you know, 25 to 30 homers, 90 RBIs, and a 300 average. That's Freddie Freeman. That's his thing. And, uh, yeah, you, you, you can go home. But this year, stellar numbers as usual. Two homers yesterday lead the charge for the Braves. So Brady Singer flirted with a no-hitter yesterday. He held the Indians hitless until the eighth inning. He had one out in the seventh and, you know, then a single through the right side gets through and and then, you know, it's over. Austin Hedges takes a 3-2 fastball, uh, ground ball to right field. That's the shift right there. If the second baseman wasn't shifted over, you know, up the middle, then, you know, that would have been a ground ball right to him. But, you know, the shift giveth and the shift takes, taketh away. Obviously, um, it works more often than not, but there it just, uh, you know, it was an unlucky break for Brady Singer. But, um, yeah, Singer th- finished with eight shutout innings, throwing career-high 119 pitches, 80 for strikes. And um, they were prepared prepared to let him go as long as it took to get the no-hitter. I mean, and I agree with that. Uh, I was watching watching the live look-in on MLB Network. Harold Reynolds made a, a good comment. It's like, this dude's thrown... I mean, he, he's. this was his ninth start of the year. It's a shortened season. Yes, he's a rookie. Yes, he's young. You want to protect his arm. But he's not going to throw that much. He's not throwing 150 innings this year. I mean, like, at the end of the day, he might throw, like, 60 innings. So there's really not that much concern if you let him throw 150 pitches in one game where he might have two starts for the rest of the year, then he's done. He's, he's not throwing. I mean, right now, he sits at 48 innings on the year. He might have, what, like, two two more starts left? maybe three, and and then he's done for the year. So, yeah, he's going to be right around 60 innings, maybe a little more on the year, and, and that's that's really not that much wear and tear on the arm. So these guys are, are pretty fresh as far as their arms go, so it's it's okay to, you know, lengthen the leash a little bit. It's not like you have to, to save them for the postseason or anything if you're the Royals. But they get a five-RBI game from Michael Franco. That really set the pace for them, Michael Franco. Um, home run from Alberto Mondesi. This was an 11 to one victory for Kansas City, and they just, uh, yeah, they just destroyed the Indians yesterday. The A's topped the Astros yesterday, and you know th- there was this big five game series happening between the A's and Astros, where I said that the Astros had to win a lot in order to make up ground. But yeah, this this is what they've done. What what the A's have done is win those head to head matchups. And now they have their largest lead in the AL West in almost seven years. So they got a 3-1 to victory over the Astros of the Coliseum yesterday. 
They finished their season series against Houston going 7-3. and three. Now they are six and a half games up in the AL West. They have their largest division lead since 2013, which is also a six and a half game lead. But yesterday, Sean Manaya, Manaya punched out four over seven innings. Seven innings of two-hit ball for Manaya, and um, he looked really good. Liam Hendricks recorded his, recorded his 12th save. He's consistently been shutting the door on opponents, and that's become a routine. That should not go unnoticed. He's tied for the MLB lead in saves. A perfect ninth inning yesterday. The A's are now 20-0 this season in games which Liam Hendricks has pitched. Um, obviously, that also has to do with the fact that they're bringing him in games where they have a lead, but, you know, that, that that's neither here nor there. He, he did enter yesterday with the highest fangrass war among all major league relievers. So, Liam Hendricks making some noise at the back of the bullpen. Ramon Laureano making a nice grab out there in the outfield. Excellent jump, covering 88 feet for a five-star play per stat cast. So, A's get a 73, sorry, get a 3-1 victory over the Astros. Uh, Matt Olsen hits his 12th home run. And... A's have a fat lead in the AOS. I think they're yeah, they're gonna win it. Let's not let's not kid ourselves here. Moving out to Texas in Arlington, the Angels took on the Rangers. Uh, Mike Trout hit his 16th homer of the year, taking sole possession of the MLB lead. And Dylan Bundy, uh, he served as the stopper in yesterday's series finale to avoid the three-game sweep. You know, there's a lot of talk about Dylan Bundy potentially getting traded at the deadline. He didn't get traded, which I'm actually pretty surprised um, because it's not like the Angels are contending. But yeah, so yesterday he pitches in a 6-2 win over the Rangers. He struck out a season-high 12 batters over seven and a third strong innings. Mike Trout's homer was his longest of the year, 449 feet. Um, so the Angels are now 18-27. and 27. But yeah, so this was the most punch-outs for Bundy since he struck out 14 against the White Sox in May of 2018. So um, that's that's a noteworthy accomplishment. I mean, 12 punch-outs is always a lot. So Trout hits that homer. Jared Walsh goes for a three-run bomb, and the Angels got the victory within their, the, within their division against the Rangers. So Mookie Betts started at second base yesterday. For the first time in six years, I saw this notification, uh, you know, at the bottom of the screen when I was watching MLB Network. I was like, "Why are they playing Mookie?" I guess I was talking about how the Dodgers have, you know, they have like multiple lineups. They've been doing this for years. They always just like move guys around. They don't. The Dodgers never have one lineup that they roll out there every single day. They have usually like two, maybe even three, that they that they bounce around depending on the matchup. And Mookie was at second base yesterday. I'm not exactly sure. Um, I mean, why? Why they had? Why they felt they had to put him there? But yeah, he was he was in there. He was a middle infielder for the first three and a half years of his pro career when he was at the Red Sox in the minor leagues, and he played one game there for the Red Sox in 2018, actually. Um, but it was his 15th MLB start there, and he had 14 starts there in 2014. But yeah, so I guess it's just the Dodgers experimenting. Um, I mean, so not that Mookie's going to be at second base long term, but Dave Roberts said that he'll probably give Mookie one more start at second base before the playoffs, uh, as well as move him 
in from right field to second base during a game, um, just to experiment and see to see you know what things look like. I mean, Gavin Lux is their top prospect. They called him up two weeks ago, but he's only hitting 189, and his throws have been all over the place. So I get, this is literally just the Dodgers experimenting. I'm, I'm trying to make, make sense of it as I'm talking to you guys right now, but all I'm realizing is that they're just playing around and seeing what's possible because obviously they're a lock for the playoffs. So in the outfield yesterday, it was uh, Kike Hernandez in right, Chris Taylor in center, and A.J. Pollock in left. That's what they that's what they lined up with in the outfield. So that's gonna do it for oh let me just say that the the Dodgers lost to the D-backs yesterday. D-backs won by a score of five to two. Um, so I guess I should actually give the 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 D-backs their credit. Uh, Mad Bum threw five innings of two run ball, and yeah, yeah that that's that's kind of it for that. So that's gonna do it for today. If you enjoyed this, please share it with someone who'd be interested, and we'll see you next time on Baseball Connection.